Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Yocheved, and this is A Deeper Conversation, a podcast for Jewish women. If you'd like to reach me, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, I can be reached at a deeper conversation 120 at gmail.com. That's a deeper conversation 120 at gmail.com. And now let's get on with the episode. So I'm going to take a little bit of a detour. The last few episodes that I've been doing have been going through Birchos HaShachar. The reason I started this podcast and the way that I got in- involved in this altogether is because I do a daily chat on Lashon Hara. Some of you who listen to this are probably on that chat. And over the course of Aser Simei I switched over and did tefillah for those six days. And I got so much feedback and people were asking me if I would do a tefillah thing. So I decided that I would do it in podcast format, which is a little bit easier to access in certain ways than WhatsApp. They both have pros and cons. But for this tefillah, con- this tefillah podcast, um, I'm here on, uh, on this format. So the intention when I started out was to go through Birchos HaShachar and really just explain the words so that people who are davening can have a little bit of a deeper understanding and a more powerful experience when they're davening. The reason for this, of course, is that kavana is a struggle. Paying attention during davening is a struggle, especially for those of us who are English speakers. Although the truth is, I have a client who's Israeli, and she told me that she finds that being Israeli and having the translation, let's say she has a sitter that explains the words in Hebrew, um, is very, very confusing to her. And people just assume she knows what davening means because she's Israeli. So if you are Israeli and you have this experience, please share it with me and let me know how you feel about um, whether it helps you with the words or somehow it makes it more difficult because I'd really be interested to know. But either way, understanding the meaning behind the words, where the tefillos come from, works towards helping us have kavana in our davening. So I've been going through Birchus HaShachar and I Mirz Hashem will go to next episode going back to Birchus HaTorah. But I want to take a little bit of a detour because I have been getting questions about Kavana, how to get Kavana, how to keep Kavana, keep our intention, our intention during davening. It's very, very difficult. Um, I had a uh, I had a guest over this past weekend who is a seventh grade teacher, and she was telling me that she finds that it's so hard for her students to concentrate and focus on davening. And she was saying that she thinks it's because of social media, cell phones, and it's while it's very true that our use of cell phones is affecting not only our attention span, but our short-term memory as well. Um, So it's definitely affecting our brain and the wiring in our brains. I don't know that we can just blame our lack of kavana on cell phones. I mean, listen, it's true the frames are so quick. So even forget, let's say forget cell phones. So even if you watch, uh, let's say a commercial, the frame changes every few seconds. So we're constantly expecting new stimulation. Our brains are used to constant stimulation. If you watch a commercial from like, let's say even the 80s, you don't have to go back so far. There's like one camera sitting on one person without moving for a long time. And it gets a little bit boring. Your mind is looking for something new already because we're trained to just, trained rather, our brains are trained to go so quickly. But like I was saying, I don't know that we could blame the phones for our lack of concentration. So I'm in my 40s. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I don't remember having a lot of concentration when I was in high school or in in elementary school. I think it was very hard to concentrate on davening then. Um, And I think that there's a few reasons for this. One of the things that happens when we daven is that we are sitting still and let's say it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes if you are 
really fortunate. You really have that time and you could devote that to davening um, in the morning. So when you're actually sitting still with no distractions, cell phones or no, your mind just automatically goes to all different types of places. I have a friend who's a runner who said the same thing, that during running, like it's just the mind just the craziest things, things that didn't happen you know, things that happened years ago just pop up because it's an opportunity for the brain to just explore without being directed. And I think that this happens a little bit when we're daven, which just that this, it's this quiet time without any type of um, other stimulation. So our mind tends to wander. I had a client, um, I'm a therapist, so I always encourage my clients to pray, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, because I think it's really important thing for mental health. And that's something that I can develop in a, in a future podcast if anybody's interested. Um, but she was telling me that she doesn't like to daven because she's so discouraged. I said, why are you so discouraged? She's like, I can't concentrate on the words. I'm always just, my mind is wandering and I feel like it's just a waste of time. So I said to her, believe me, I am very capable of creating an entire menu for Shabbos while I'm davening. It's very easy for me to do that. We naturally, like I said, our minds naturally wander. So first of all, to think that we're just going to automatically be able to open up a sitter and have perfect kavana is not reality. And whenever you're dealing with something that's not reality, then you're never going to be able to progress because what you're starting off from is a place that doesn't even exist in the first place. The reality is, is that Kamana is hard. The reality is, is that you need to acquire it and attain it, and then you need to sustain it and maintain it, right? So you need to work to get it. You need to figure out how to get it. You need to make practical steps. And I'm actually going to give six practical tools, strategies for achieving Kavana um, intention during davening. And then you need to constantly maintain that. So it's a little bit like, let's say somebody has an exercise goal, or let's say somebody has a weight goal, right? So what do they need to do? They need to figure out what their goal is first, and then they need to figure out how they're going to get to that goal. Then they need to work hard to get to that goal. And then once they get to that goal, they need to make sure that they stay at that goal, right? Just because somebody wants to lose weight, that and they say like, well, I don't know, I wanted to, but it's, no, 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 it's just not happening, even though I really, really want it really badly. Well, are you changing your diet? Are you exercising? Are you doing anything different in order to achieve that outcome. So Kavana really is the same exact thing. It's not something that is our natural state. There's definitely people who are better at davening than others, people who sort of naturally have that temperament that works well for them. Somebody who, let's say, has ADD, ADHD is obviously going to find it more difficult. Um, just like there are people who are naturally have fa fast metabolism and who are naturally thin. And those people have other issues. Um, but like I said, I, I want to give, um, I want to give, I'm going to give six very practical strategies towards achieving, um, good Kavana during davening. So the first thing is the first strategy, and this is very practical is to read from the sitter. Now I know this sounds simple because hopefully most of us are reading from a sitter. Um, we are so fortunate that we live in a time where people have many, many siddurim. There was certainly a time where people had to daven by heart, or there was one sitter that a lot of people shared. That is not our situation. We have many Sederim. We have many options for Sederim. I personally just switched over. Finally, I mean, like I said, I'm in my 40s to a, you know, the one that's transliterated, um, like, and it goes like line by line where the word is underneath the, um, I know there's a word for translinear. That's what it is. I had a hard time with that for a long time because the format that my brain likes is the old art scroll edition because that's what I always davened with. And that's 
the most comfortable. So for years, people were saying, oh, you have to try this translinear. It's so much better. And you could see the word underneath. Um, so I just switched over to that and I'm enjoying it. But the, the, the tip isn't to get the translinear sitter. The trip is to read the, the tip is to read from the sitter. If you grew up in uh, going to a day school or base Yaakov school, and you know the davening by heart, even if you have your sitter open, you're very often likely not actually reading. And when you're actually reading from the sitter, then you're much more likely to have kavana. Rav Shach was famous for saying that people should always bench from a bencher, because of course we know benching by heart. If you went to camp and school and you were singing benching out loud like every single day, I think in camp it was like three times a day we benched out loud. So, you know, you know it by heart, but if you're not actually reading the words, it's very hard to have kavana. And one of the things that actually I noticed that I do, and I'm trying not to do this now, is that I will start the next tefillah before I get to the page. So let's say I finish brachos, I'm going to Baruch Shamar, and I'm starting Baruch Shamar as I'm flipping pages. I'm obviously not reading. I'm like not even at the page. I'm halfway through by the time I finally find the page. So I'm really trying to make an effort for myself to stop after the tefillah, get to the page, start when I get to the page, and read then. And then what happens is, is that you will notice, even if your kavana isn't perfect, that a word will spark your imagination. And you'll look at a phrase and you'll say, oh, wow, like I've been saying this tefillah for you know, 20 years and I never really noticed how beautiful this phrase is or the meaning behind this particular you know, word or whatever it is. And when you find that, it's really like finding like a little gem in davening. So that's the first tip is to really read. Um, read from the sitter when you're davening. Second tip is, is that when you notice that you're not concentrating, to gently bring your attention back to the davening without recriminations. So don't beat yourself up. Don't say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said this whole davening without um, paying attention. I mean, it's over. There's nothing you can do about it. But the beautiful story that the Chava Time brings down is about an apple seller whose car tips over and the apples start sliding down the hill and he's freaking out. And finally, somebody says to him, what are you doing just standing there freaking out? Go pick up all the apples. So at least you could grab some of them. You won't, your half your apples are already like gone, but get whatever you can. So with davening, if that happens, you're halfway through Shimon Esrei, let's say, you realize you haven't been paying attention the whole time. Stop and pick up whatever apples you can get and move on from that. And again, kavana is something that is a goal. So a little bit like with exercise, if you, um, let's say you have an exercise goal, right? So if somebody starts, they want to start running. The first time they run, they can barely run around the block. And then after, you know, they keep going and adding and adding and adding, like eventually they're running 5Ks, no problem, right? I saw a great meme once that said something like, isn't it nice when you get to the place where your warm, I think it was, what is it? Like your warm up is what used to be your exercise, right? Because you get so good that like what used to be so hard for you is now easy. Kavana is the same way. So you have to build up to it. It's a skill that you need to acquire, which is to concentrate and focus on davening. So you can't expect that you're going to be able to do it every single time. And if you don't do it, beating yourself up about it is, even though it might be warranted, maybe, I don't know, but maybe you weren't trying hard enough, but it's not really helpful because it's over, it's past. So learn from the mistake, try to figure out why you were distracted, try to eliminate that next time. But for now, move on and just gently bring yourself back whenever you notice that you're, um, when you're sliding, your mind is sliding off, 
but gently bring yourself back without recrimination. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is to make very, very small steps in your goals towards achieving Kavana. This is, I would say, this advice for anybody who wants to achieve any goal. So like I said, I I don't know if I said this actually, I'm a therapist. I do a lot of work with women with regards to diet and emotional eating. That's why a lot of times I have analogies with food. Um, but somebody has a goal that they want to lose an, a certain amount of weight. So one of the things that we do is we create small process goals. So we're not talking about losing 50 pounds, but maybe let's talk about losing five. Or let's just talk about what we're going to eat today. Let's not look at like changing your whole life. That becomes very, very overwhelming. And it winds up having a rubber band effect where people wind up thinking it's just too much and why bother? Another thing that happens also is that it's hard to develop habits and consistencies when we take too, our goal is too big. The ultimate thing with davening is consistently is consistency and having a consistent habit every day to daven. So if you're not able to be consistent in your habit to daven, maybe you're davening too much and maybe you need to cut back a little bit. And I'm not poskening any shilas. I'm not saying what a person should or should not do halakhically, but certainly with women, and I do feel comfortable saying this, quality over quantity. So saying a smaller amount of davening, but saying it with intention and meaning is more important. And then if you have more time, you're already in that mode where davening is meaningful. Davening is something that you do with intention. So when you add that more on, when you get to that point, it's not just like sitting and saying words into the air. It's actually meaningful, intentional davening. So creating very small goals, making very, very small steps, um, and what I mean by this, and I'll be even more specific, I was listening to a uh, sheer by, I think it was Rabbi Breitowitz, he was talking, this was around, um, I guess it was around Rosh Yom Kippur, he was saying, I think, he was talking about how beautiful the tefillah of Aleinu is, um, and he said maybe a good Kabbalah for this year is to just have Kavana for the first line of Aleinu. Such a small goal, but it's so powerful. First of all, Aleinu is a very powerful tefillah. Second of all, if your goal is to just have Kavana for one s- sentence, that's easy to do. If you say, I'm just going to pay attention, I'm going to have kavana during davening, first of all, that's very vague. Second of all, that's very, very big. And third of all, when you don't do it, which likely you won't, you're just going to feel very discouraged and think that you can't have kavana in davening. So these are all bad things that can happen when our goals are too big. But if you say, I'm going to have kavana during the first line of Aleinu, chances are you'll have kavana during more of Aleinu anyways. But this is an achievable, manageable goal that's very, very powerful and that you likely will keep and will likely grow to other goals. Again, this is a this is a whole topic. And if anybody wants another podcast on this or any of the other things that I'm talking about, because I feel like a little bit the things that everything I'm mentioning here could be its own podcast, but about achieving goals, maintaining and sustaining goals, um, trying to get and stay motivated. That's another topic. Um, please be in touch with me because I really would love to hear from you. Also would love to hear if you like this style of podcast better than going through the words of davening. I mean, hopefully I'll do both, but um, please let me know. So that's the third That's the third strategy. Um, so the fourth strategy is facing reality. Dealing with the reality of your life and what you are able to daven and not what you would like to daven. Dealing with the reality of what davening is going to give you every day. Um, and I mean, there's a few other realities with davening that we need to really face, but when we're dealing in the real world, then we're actually able to make changes in the real world. If we're living in a fantasy world where we're davening like a half hour every day and we have this incredible spiritual connection with God and, you know, that's nice, 
But again, for most people, that's not reality. So reality is a consistent habit where we're talking to Hashem every day. Reality is the fact that we're going to try to carve out a little bit of time for ourselves to be able to do this practice. Reality is the fact that also growth tends to happen two steps forward, one step back. So sometimes we have days where we're just not as focused and on it. But if we keep going, then like the person who starts off with running around the block and is able to run a 5K, we get to the point where we're pros at davening and we, you know, it becomes something not just that we're good at, but something that's vital and important to us. But you need to be able to face reality and deal with the reality of whatever your circumstances, whether it's that attention is a difficult time for you. For a lot of people, it's just a technical issue of timing. I hear from a lot of women that they want their kids to see them davening. And I disagree with this. By the way, another topic for another podcast, how to get your kids to daven or how to give your kids that love of davening. Whole separate issue. I have a lot to say about that. But I don't think that your job is, I mean, it's nice if your kids could see you davening, but if you need to daven when your kids get on the bus or before they wake up, having a consistent habit of davening is the most important thing. Your kids will know that you're davening. Don't worry. But facing reality and whatever your reality is, is a very important strategy for achieving the habit of davening and also kavana. Um, Number five, and I think that this is a really um, important one also, is to physically prepare for davening. So do something before you daven to put yourself in a different place. So if you're davening in the morning and you're still kind of wearing pajamas or whatever, and you want to just put something on, like I know sometimes I'm wearing like um, a tichel, so I'll put on my shaitel, let's say, you know, or do something like that, where you're just kind of physically making yourself look a little bit better, put a little lipstick on, I don't know, something. You know, again, you're talking to Hashem. So if you're going and talking to a king, you dress yourself up. Now, obviously, you don't need to go put on your Shabbos clothes before you daven every single day. Sorry about that. Um, But, um, you know, it is nice to just prepare. I know, like, let's say, you know, um, men will, let's say, put their hat on or, you know, they'll wear a hat and jacket. And as women, sometimes we don't necessarily do those things to physically prepare ourselves for davening. But if you could put on something a little bit nicer, take your slippers off, put your shoes on, something like that, those outward physical changes help you to realize that you're actually going and talking to Hashem. Mm-hmm. And it really does help with davening. Um, and number six, and this isn't really sh- a strategy about davening, but it's really a strategy about mindset for davening, is to get away from saying, I have to daven. And saying it more positively for yourself. So I get to daven, I need to daven, I want to daven now. Very often we get into this habit of saying, oh my gosh, I I have to bench, um, where it makes it sound like somebody else is forcing us to bench. Our our second grade teacher is going to be upset at us if we don't daven every day. If you say, I want to bench now, or I want to daven, again, that puts the um, motivation in our hands. We're doing it because we want to, because we recognize the fact that we gain and achieve something precious from davening and because of that positive mindset it allows us to be more in the moment and of course to have better kavana so just to review the six strategies very quickly um number one read the words um number number two gently bring your attention back without negative self-talk when you find that your mind has wandered number three make very very small steps towards a better davening Keep the steps small. So if you're not able to achieve your goal, make it smaller. And don't think like, oh my gosh, this is such a small step. It doesn't matter. Sometimes the step is just the direction your toes are pointed in. And then you're going to go off in that direction. And it's just moving yourself so that you're facing the right direction. You're not even 
doing anything. Um, number four is dealing with whatever your current reality is for real with regards to the challenges you face with davening and how you can achieve them. Number five is to do something to physically prepare yourself for davening. Very small thing. Again, don't take a whole lot of time here. And number six is the words that you use around davening. I get to daven. I'm so lucky I want. I get to daven today. Um, I can't wait to daven. Using that kind of language helps with kavana. So that's it for today. I feel like every single thing I mentioned could be a podcast in and of itself. And if you'd like more from this, please be in touch with me. Um, again, you could reach me at Gmail. My um, email address is a deeper conversation one two zero at gmail.com. That's a deeper conversation one two zero at gmail.com. Thank you all so much.